welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. So the topic for today, when I found out what it was, you know, here's how your network can transform your life. And it made me think about how my network has transformed my life. So if this is the first time you're hearing me today, my name's Ify Thomas, and I'm a mindset and confidence coach. And my company's called Mind Workout. And we have Mind Workout IT, Mind Workout Media, and we have Mind Workout products. Everything that I do is wrapped up in confidence, self-esteem, and mindset. And today, what I'd love to um, lean into is one side of my business, which is Mind Workout Media, which many of you know in health helping people sharpen video with confidence and creating stories that share your brand to the world. And one of the things, how I even got into the idea of this was in 2018, something happened that changed my life and changed my network. So um, many of you have heard me speak about this before, but for anyone who hasn't, I have a son who is autistic. And when he was diagnosed with autism, that you get handed loads of leaflets and you get told where to go. And I ended up finding myself at many different networking events. And when I turned up at those networking events, 
there was so many parents there, but I found that I didn't fit in. And I found that the information that was given to me was very depressing, very negative. I remember one event I turned up to, very excited, thinking I'm gonna meet some like-minded parents, I'm gonna get some education around autism. And the first thing they taught us was how to restrain our child. And um, it was frightful and it was depressing. And there was the energy, even I remember the, the warm tea that they'd give us and the crusty biscuits on the side. And I just thought, do I really wanna spend my, um, motherhood going to these events where I'm just constantly told how my child's life is um, over and I have to let go of all my hopes and dreams for them. No, I don't. So um, with that in mind, I recognized that that wasn't the kind of network of people that I wanted to be around. And I looked outside to try and find like-minded people, but I couldn't find anyone. I couldn't find any other parents who, who, were, who were not just taking the diagnosis as a life sentence. I was looking for parents who were, who were a bit more like me. So um, what I decided to do, which I think um, has, has definitely changed my life is I, so as, as a speaker, I was already hired in by companies like Mind. So Mind Mental Health Charity would hire me in to come and speak on their stages and speak to um, the people within their users, they call them. And um, I was often asked to go in and speak as a guest keynote speaker. So I just arrive at the event, do my thing and then go. I'd never created my own event ever, but I decided in 2018, I'm gonna create my own event. And I called it the Empowering Parenting um, Evening. And my goal was, hi protest guests, I see you come in. Um, my goal was to be able to find people like me. So I, this is where I looked at my ideal customer avatar. So I was thinking, right, so I'm gonna create this event because what I really wanna do is promote um, positive aspirations around the fact that our children have um, um, differences. So I was thinking, right, how am I gonna do this and where am I gonna find these people? Good morning, Tash, I see you come in. And so what I did was I created my ideal customer avatar. Now, many people, we have been on this app and we have heard it said, from room to room to room, find your ideal customer avatar. And I can even feel some people rolling their eyes right now as I say it. Um, me and Marvin Reed, we've had the conversation. Whenever the word ideal customer avatar comes, I wanna hit my head on my keyboard and say, not this again. But what I've recognized is that many people, we really don't understand the psychology behind having an ideal customer avatar. So while I was going through this process, I was like, right, let me figure out who do I want at this event? Bearing in mind, up until this point, the only positive reference that I could find for autism was Rain Man. Rain Man, Dustin, um, what Dustin Hoffman is in a film ages ago where he is highlighted to have autism and he it also shows that he's really great at maths. So that was the only thing I could hang my hat on and he doesn't look anything like my son. So I didn't, there was no other reference. I was desperately searching for some reference. So I um, remember Googling autism TED Talks and I came across this TED Talk and it was a guy, he was an Australian white guy, so nothing like my son, but he was telling a story um, and in that story, he landed his plane by saying, and by the way, I, he told a story about this woman, this incredible woman that believed in him, um, that believed in this boy with autism. Anyway, at the end of the story, he tells you, here's the boy with autism and the incredible woman is his mum. And I thought, I really would love it if when my son is that age, he is telling a story about me, his incredible mum, who helped him to believe in himself. And I thought, well, if that's what I want, and at the time my son is like three or four, I thought, what can I do so that in my son's future, um, he he can he can tell people, you know, that he had a mum who believed in him, he had a mum who wanted him to achieve everything, and who supported him, you know, and was like a mama bear. I was like, that's who I want to be, and that kind of like lit me, that lit a fire under me. So I said, right, I'm going to create this event. So I created the event, got my ideal customer avatar. My ideal customer avatar was a mum who was 37 years old. At the time, I was more like 30, 32. Um, and she has a black mum raising a black boy with autism. I was so specific. And when we talk about ideal customer avatar, you have to niche, 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 niche. Or uh, I know in America, you say niche. 
niche, 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 niche. You have to niche down to the point where it's so clear that if one of your friends is walking down the street and they see a black lady with a black boy who is autistic, they go, ah, that's if his ideal customer avatar. Let me go and tell them about the event. It has to be so clear that you can see it. And, and I created that. And at the event, the event happened. And there was about 55 people there. I hired out the most beautiful theatre called the Errol Flynn Theatre, which was beautiful with these lovely leather chairs. And I made it everything different to what I'd experienced. Because normally you're in this little crusty town hall with these rockety tables and chairs that don't even... And, you know, because there's no money or funding and you go and the biscuits are dry and the tea is warm and everyone, you know, walks in with their carrier bags and, and parents just look like they've been beaten up, like like just beaten with life. And it's not inspiring. You don't feel like when you go to those events that you're going to go out and, you know, impact your child's life. So I wanted to change it around. So it was proper... There's a new word someone said to me on the school run. Oh, you're so bougie. It's like, what's bougie? Um, anyway, it's a word that means like, I think fancy. So I I made it fancy. I made, and when they walked in, they had um, champagne and they had or like really nice sparkling orange juice and the, they had popcorn that was in these beautiful, anyway, I went above and beyond to make it, make those mums feel like, yes, you know, I'm in a great place where I'm gonna grow. So anyway, the mums came in and there was only six, six black mums. The rest of them were um, mums who might have been from Eastern Europe or low-income families. Who just, But what I found is, though, the people who came were the people that were my people. They were all people who believed that autism wasn't a life sentence. They were people who were mothers who also felt the same way I did. They came in and we sat there and I did... Hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorningfive.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Delivered my presentation and at the end, um, they all, most of them bought a star. Many of them took away my book and I, they, they become part of my network because they were like me. So, and, but I wouldn't have got those people there if I wasn't really clear about who my ideal customer avatar was, which leads me to the next part of what I, what I want to share with you guys about creating your network and how your network can change your life. Well, you have to be part of it. You have to be part of creating the network. You have to not just turn up and arrive um, and, and just wait for something to happen. If you find yourself where you are the only person in the room that believes that, you'd, that you're, you deserve more or that the world can be different, then you have to create a new network of people. You have to go and find them. And I attracted these people by being really clear about who they were. And when you're clear about who they are, you can really lean into your messaging. So when you pick your ideal customer avatar, it isn't just so you can make sales. It's so that every piece of content, everything you put out there, every blog that I wrote, every video that I created, I was speaking directly to that woman, that mother. I knew what her pains were because I understood what her pains were. I knew what her challenges were. I knew what her hopes were. I knew what her dreams were. I knew what her thoughts were. I knew, I, I even, like small little microaggressions of things that happen when you've got a child with autism especially if you've got a sibling people are like oh well at least you've got the other one you know that is actually a thing or or um or they'll they'll, they'll say one-liners that really hurt and it, it's not just one parent that experiences it many do so you i would use that threaded into my blog and it meant that i was able to create a network of really wonderful people and um, i've seen their children grow as my child's grow my son's 10 now so you know that they've grown up but um and what what was the caveat what was the thing that hit my gut and many of you will know this um was i was looking at how do i promote this event so i um am a massive massive apple fan i mean like i should have shares in the company i have everything apple um maybe double like i'm a big steve jobs apple fan um and i landed on his um, a video on youtube which was an advert that was made in 1997 and this was in 2018 i came across this advert and i watched it and I, i'd love to just share with you what it said in the advert many of you might know it it's called um the crazy ones and he he basically says it's steve jobs voice um and he says here's to the crazy ones the misfits the rebels the troublemakers the round pegs in the square holes the ones who see things differently 
they're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, you can disagree with them, you can glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And that is the speech that he says. But while he's saying it, there are images that are coming in and there's amazing music. And you see people like Richard Branson and Winston Churchill and Elaine Page and all of these people, Martin Luther King. You see all these people, um, Picasso, all these game changers, all these trailblazers, all these people that were crazy enough to think that they could change the world. But the whole point of the advert is his his directly his ideal customer avatar is clearly me, but he is directing it to people who believe what he believes, who believe that we don't have to live in a world where we only live to the expectations of others. He believes that you can be a rebel, you can be a misfit, you can believe in more than what other people say is possible for you. So the, the advert is one minute, I've watched it about maybe a thousand times. And every time when it gets to the line, there's the people who who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that actually do. It makes me go, yeah, I'm gonna do it. So that one minute video has managed to able to hit with me an emotion. And when I've set, shown it to other people, I've watched them sit back and fold their arms and really think. And they're obviously people who've got an iPhone in their pocket um, because he knows who his ideal customer avatar is. But my, the, the reason why I'm mentioning this is because on that video, you see like Ga you see like Gandhi pop up and you see all these people that we all recognize are game changers. And But part of being a game changer is you have to be willing to push against the the norm you have to be able to push through the status quo you have to believe in something that has never been done before and as a mother raising a black boy with autism and being constantly drilled down to me telling me that my expectations are too high and that i need to let go of what it was i wanted for him it can can make you give up but i created a network of other mothers who believe what i believe and and that changed my life because i realized you know there, there are more people that think this way than I thought there was, but I never would have known if I didn't go out and create the network. Um, so, so with that advert, it le left a mark on me so much so that three years later, so we're in 2020 now, I actually uh, created, well, I thought about the idea and then created in 2021, Mind Workout Media, where we make brand stories. Because I thought, well, the power of a story, the power of a, you know, one minute advert can move me so much. So um, I, so I created that. But how, the quest, the, the title of the room is, here's how your network can transform your life. Well, the way my network has transformed my life in the last year, um, in the last month, has been extraordinary and I would love to share with you why it is and then go around and find out how your networks are changing your lives. So back to the ideal customer ad avatar, which is ICA, I also look at the ICA in a different way, your ideal connection avatar. Who is your ideal connection avatar? Who do you ideally want to connect with? Well, when I, with my business in the brand story business that we do where we help people write their brand stories, that came from me being inspired by another story. So many of you, I don't know if, you've, if you're TED Talk fans, can I get a flash of the mic? How many of you love TED Talks? How many of you really love to listen to a TED Talk and stand? Yeah, I see you, Dr. Jamika. Uh, I see you, Dora Maria and Monica and Jackie. Yeah, I love a TED Talk. And Angie, I see you and I see you, Teresa, flashing. Oh yeah, oh, well you guys, even you flashing, Dr. Zakia, Sheila, now I know that you guys are part of my tribe because if you like a TED Talk, I like a TED Talk. I see you there flashing. Thank you so much. There's so many of us that love a TED Talk. Hi, Wendy. And the reason I love a TED Talk is because somebody shares their story. Somebody shows you, lets you walk in their mind. Someone gives you all their good bits, all their best bits, all the bits that they've learned throughout their life. They're now showing you and sharing it with you. So um, I've, I've learned a lot. I think TED Talk should be a university that you can go to to learn how to be more compassionate, how to grow your business, grow your mind, grow grow your life. And um, I'm a big TED Talk fan, so I'll park that there because I, I'm very conscious that I can talk a lot about how much I love a TED Talk. In fact, before Clubhouse, my network was 
in terms of the business world and personal development world was TED Talk. People who've, who've done really good TED Talks and also um, Audio, Audible had been, all the books that I've downloaded, they're all in my network. People I didn't actually really know, but felt like I did. So with Brian Stevenson, he does a TED Talk, which literally is my favorite TED Talk. And I'll just tell you what that is so I can move into the next part of um, this segment where I want to talk about the importance of building your network with your ideal connection avatar in mind. So Brian Stevenson, he does a TED Talk, and his TED Talk had the longest standing ovation in TED Talk history. After he finished his 18-minute TED Talk, the people got up from their chairs and just clapped and clapped and clapped and clapped and clapped. Um, the longest standing ovation. Um, and that was interesting enough. But then I bought the book Talk Like Ted. And in that book, Talk Like Ted, it breaks down all the different TED Talks. And um, Carmen Gallio, the author of it, he breaks it down, like what makes a good TED Talk. And he looks at the Brian Stevenson's TED Talk. Now, Brian Stevenson, he is a civil rights attorney. And he tells three stories in his TED Talk. And he talks about um, prison reformment. And he talks about... Um, how, how he, he and his non-profit company um, want to help people who are mis, mis, uh, misrepresented and to help people in that way. And in his 18 minutes, he spoke for 18 minutes, he generated in donations to his non-profit $1 million. And $1 million after speaking for 18 minutes. Imagine if at the end of this segment, I just got eight, $1 million in my bank account. You know, I'm speaking for more than 18 minutes. I was just like, that's amazing that you, he could speak. And, and Carmen Gallio also had that thought of, this is amazing. Let's break down what he did. How did he manage to don't get, how did he manage to generate $1 million after speaking for 18 minutes to an audience that do not know him? Um, so anyway, he broke it down. He broke down his TED talk and he, um, he referenced Aristotle who is um, very well known for his art of persuasion. And Aristotle, he covers these three areas. So I want you to imagine a pie chart. And in that pie chart, it's broken up, and I'll give these, these Greek words, ethos, logos, and pathos. These three things in a pie chart. So what Carmen Gallio did, the author of Talk Like Ted, he took Brian um, Stevenson's 18-minute speech, and he analyzed this, every word that he said. And he categorized those words, which were, I believe were 4,056 words that he said in that time. And he categorized them into either ethos, logos, or pathos. Now, let me just explain what ethos, logos, and pathos is for anyone who hasn't um, read the TED Talk book. So ethos means credibility. So he created a, seg a little segment in that pie chart of credibility. How much of what Brian Stevenson said in those 18 minutes went into credibility ethos? And then he had a look to see how much of what Brian, um, Brian Stevenson said that went into logos, which is logos is data. It's anything that he spoke about that was data or statistics. So you've got ethos, which is all about credibility, like when he mentioned what university he went to or how many degrees he's got or any kind of accolades that would position him as, um, you know, to give him credibility, went into ethos. So 10% of his TED talk was him talking about ethos, his credibility, just 10%. That's how much time he spent telling people what university he went to. And then 25% of his TED talk went into logos, which is data. The talking about data, talking about statistics, you know, giving real hard, solid evidence, let's say. And then Carmen Gallio discovered that 65% of his TED talk fell into the category pathos. Now, pathos is storytelling, being able to tell stories. So the stories that he told during his TED talk, and he told three, I believe, and a fourth one that kind of wrapped it up, though 65% of his TED talk was him just telling really great stories. And those stories moved the audience, moved the people in the audience who were cold, who didn't know him, to, to actually put their hands in their pocket and donate up to $1 million to his, his nonprofit. And I thought, wow, imagine if we could all speak 
in that way, if we could all hold an audience to speak in a way that moves people emotionally so that they believe what you believe and invest in what you do. And then they broke it down that basically every, every minute that he spoke, he generated $55,000. That's that's a lot of money for one like like one minute of speaking. They broke it down, and I got fascinated with storytelling and understanding psychologically how you tell stories that move people. And um, this brings me to where, how you know my network has changed my life because I created the business of um, brand stories. I knew who my ideal customer avatar was. I know who it is. I know what kind of person it is. And in the last month, I have done. 10 worked with 10 different women and i look at those 10 different women and each one of them yesterday i was on a call um with one of them i'm not sure if she's here um put your hand up if you're in the audience katia um i i did i spoke to katia and we i delivered her brand story and when i spoke to her she her face lit up and my face lit up because we are connected now the beautiful thing is when when you ask somebody about who they are and you learn about their story and their life and their beliefs and their dreams and their hopes, and you listen, which I don't see as to be a job, it's actually a pure delight. I get to know the people that I work with on probably a deeper level than most of the people that are in their lives, because I ask them the questions that I really wanna to know to understand who they are. And what I found is that my network of my clients, my clients, because I've created my ideal customer avatar, but it also, ties in with my ideal connection avatar. These people that I've been working with have absolutely changed my life. I mean, I will sit down with somebody like Funmi, um, you might, she comes in the room a lot, and she'll tell me a story about that being a mother and watching her son in chronic pain with sickle cell, and she'll tell me, she'll act, and then she'll tell me real life things that happen where I get to be like a fly on the wall, where she'll tell me how she gasps for breath when she hears her son cry out, and how there are times when she wakes up in the middle of the night and her whole family have to just go into fast move to get her son to hospital because he's going through a crisis where he's in extreme pain. And as she's telling me the story, I'm like, I didn't even know that this existed for people. You know, me and my own little world, and not knowing what people are going through. And then I'll, and then I'll have, I'll have a meeting with a woman. These are some of the people that, in the last month, that I've been able to grow and who are part of my network now. Another lady, a wonderful way, she comes in, the, in she's on the clubhouse. Remy, she she talked about how she found that she had blood cancer. Blood cancer. I've never met anyone with blood cancer. She talked about how that made her think about streamlining her business at the time. She's got five businesses and she's like a boss lady. And she said that by when she realized that she had cancer, that she needed to look at how she can streamline her business. And now she's created this incredible business called The Temple. Um, and she's completely diversified what she does and focused in one area. And I thought, I need to streamline. She, she said she don't just streamline her business. She streamlined her life. That inspired me because I it made me lean in and think, where in my life could I streamline? And then I had another one recently, a lady called Janice, who is um, 60 years old. And um, I don't have many people in my life that I know who, on a deep level um, who, who are in that age bracket. And she told me about what it feels like to be 60 and be invisible. She told me about when you get to 60, people don't see you anymore. She told me how frustrated it is for that she's got so much wisdom, but she has to overcome people who think, who forget about you. And I never knew that at 60, you become invisible. I'm 37, I'm, I'm not there yet. But I didn't even know that that was a thing. So she opened my eyes and made me think about how I treat people. And, and, and when I get to 60, do I want to be invisible? And, you know, and how many other women do I know who are feeling the same? And how can they connect? And, and then, um, I met another wonderful woman um, who I work with called Suad, who told me that until she was 31, she thought she was thick because she's dyslexic. But in fact, she did a test and she's found out that she's got an IQ of 140 and is actually classed as a genius, you know, and how that changed her life and how she's on a mission to make sure that people with dyslexia are not overlooked and not put down. You know, so for me and what I do is, and I could go on, you know, me, me, I met one of my clients that I've worked with. She told me a story how she's only just broken free into her life because when she first um, got married very young, she met somebody who treated her so badly that he would he would not let her leave the house and how he'd make her go for a, um, 
make her go for a wee-wee on a potty in a cupboard when she was an adult and she had grown-up children. I was like, wow, you know, I've heard the most incredible, heartbreaking, emotional stories from my clients that literally changed me. It's changed my life. Why? Because I've made a decision of who my ideal customer is, who my ideal avatar is. It's somebody that wants to make impact in the world, somebody who wants to give more than they take. And those people then come and work with me and I help them write their brand story. But during the time they come back and they're like, we loved it. I'm like, you have no idea how much your story has changed who I am. I'm more compassionate. I'm more open. I'm, I'm, it's just made everything for me, my life has changed from coming onto this app and to meeting all you wonderful people, but also getting to really be a fly in the wall in other people's stories. I think it's the, the most wonderful gift that I get to have. So with that said, what I believe is that if you choose to work with people that resonate with you and you actually do the exercise where you sit down and say who is my ideal customer avatar who do i want to work with what do they look like what do they sound like what are their pains what are their challenges what what is it that lights them up in the morning what is the thing that is going to get them to come out like we, um i know glenn was was speaking about martin luther king and and on everything that he's done what did he say that made people leave their houses and walk out and stand there with him he is because they believe what he believed and he so it's about you have to take the time to really sit down and ask yourself, who do I wanna work with? And when you know who you wanna work with, then you say, who do I wanna serve? And then get to know your actual clients, get to know them, really know them, because then they become your in your network. And that these, these women who I work with, and this um, one man um, in the last month that I work with, they are part of my network. And what they do now is, that being the network means they then refer me they refer me to people just like them, which means that when I take on anyone, I want to know is, who are you? What do you believe? What are your hopes? What are your dreams? What are your pains? What are your fears? And, and, and why do you wake up every day? What gets you out of bed in the morning? And if it resonates with me, and also if they say that they like Shonda Rhimes and that they listen to TED Talks and they have an Apple phone, only joking, then I'm like, yeah, you're one of me. And that's it. So I think that as entrepreneurs and business owners, we, we get to decide. We get to decide who we work with. And if we get to decide, then make a decision today. I'm going to really do my ideal customer avatar. I'm going to decide, not on their 25 to 45, or they're a man and a woman, or that, you know, the, the thing I found is it's the fear of niching down. I've just mixed English words and American words. So in England, we say niche. In America, you say niche. So I'm gonna say niche in down. Um, when you, the fear of not deciding, I found, is because you're worried that you're going to miss out on this. I feel like that's what you think you're going to miss out on business. But when you are specific about who you really want to work with, you'll attract those people into your network. And then what the best thing is, they will then go and tell their friends about you. And their friends are probably like them. And then you work with more and more people. And that's going to really build your network up. Now, I have spoken for what feels like a really long time. So I'm just going to mute my mic and I'm just gonna log into my bank account and see if there is a million dollars in there like Ryan Stevenson. <laughs> With that, I, it's, gotta, it's gotta be there. I'd love to open the floor up. I'm just gonna do a quick reset if I may. Thank you so much. So good, good morning, good morning, good morning. Whenever I say good morning, good morning, I am channeling Glenn Lundy because his voice is so powerful that it actually takes over my voice when I say good morning, good morning, good morning. You are in Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, your place for motivation, education and inspiration. My question for you is, are you listening to the Breakfast with Champions podcast? You can catch it every single day. You can catch every single segment and you can listen to the early ones in the morning um, to Rise and Grind, which is at 7 a.m. Eastern time. And that's from Monday to Friday. And you can tune in and listen to the tactical sessions that follow. There are interviews, workshops. And if you jump into Rise and Grind, you will see Raymond there, who is brilliant. Good, 
good news. I love that. And the great thing about if you have the podcast is that you can actually listen on your schedule. So when you want to listen to it, you can jump in and make sure that if you have subscribed to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, that's either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you want to listen to it. If you have subscribed, then please share it. Share it to somebody who could really benefit from this because coming in this room has changed my life and creating these networks have changed my life. But also, don't you want to tell other people about what you're listening to and let other people listen in? And like Glenn says, every single person has a seat at the table. So bring your friends in, get them to listen to it and your family. And with that said, I'd love, I saw you flashing, Dora Marie. I'd love you to jump into this conversation um, and um, pass over the mic. No, I was uh, totally agreeing with um, the million dollars being in the bank account. I was praying for you, <laughs> sending you vibes so that you would see that in your account. Um, but yes, no, on the topic, it's, it's just amazing to me how you can really uplift someone just by a kind word and seeing them as opposed to the opposite happening. It's, a, it's amazing how you can frame that conversation even when you meet people for the first time. So that's, that was really something that connected with me. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you so much. And yeah, it, it really is that, you know, one thing that I intentionally do, I know I've mentioned it before, but I'm autistic and um, eye contact had always been a um, even as I say it, it sometimes felt like I had to hold my breath um, when looking at people because it felt like they were looking into my soul and it felt very exposing. And um, when it comes to eye contact for me, um, I've had to really work on it um, because when I'm listening to you, it's actually easier for me to look away, not look at you because then I can process what you say. Um, but socially, it's really um, not good to look away. But what, what you said, Dora Maria, one thing that I've made as part of my to-do list is I make sure I see people. I mean, if I'm driving in my car and there's a workman, I always try to obviously safely look eyeball to eyeball to see to see them because ultimately I think we all want to be seen. We all want to feel seen and heard and valued. And if, if we can just give someone a glance and a smile and it can make them feel a connection, then I think that that's probably the easiest, um, less least amount of energy that any of us can do so yeah absolutely and, and not just seeing people with eyeballs but on this app one thing i would highly recommend which I, I i often say like how have i built my network on here because i react if i hear somebody say something can it sends goosebumps down my arm or i'm nodding in the background or i'm laughing at what they've said then i make it my mission to message them and say I absolutely love what you said there. That made me laugh so much. And talking about laughing so much, I was listening to Rise and Grind yesterday and Sarah said something that made me nearly choke on my rice cracker in the car. <laughs> Sarah said, um, she was talking about Gen Z's and she said like um, that now that Gen Z, oh, you'll have to watch it back but she basically said that we're in an age now with gen z's where if they skip breakfast they say they're intermittently fasting and i just thought that was so funny and i woke up this morning laughing about it um so uh, as soon as i get the opportunity well this is my opportunity to tell sarah that was really funny so i think sometimes it's about really messaging people and being specific about what they said because the worst thing you could do is message somebody especially someone like glenn lundy message him and say love that love what you said well he says a lot of things on this app it's going to be hard for him to know what you mean or yeah great book what what was the title like how how are we going to remember that so real like real thoughtful messages to people who've really impacted you so thank you so much Dora maria i'd love to get some flashes would anyone like to jump in and how has your network transformed your life transferred your life or do you not have a network and is there anything that anyone needs help with hey Abby, this is ramon Hey, Ramon, take hey, it. I just wanted to add and say that I think what's interesting, what you said, my favorite guy, Seth Godin, he did, he echoed your words in that. I think I love how you said about you didn't see something, you know, for yourself, for your son and you, and you made your own community. So I just wanted to underline that. I think it's beautiful. Sometimes we wait. Oh, there's nobody around me that likes, I don't know, coffee this way or nobody around me that's likes this or has this problem, you know, or, or whatever it may be, fun or serious. You can do your own thing, raise your flag, because I bet other people were just waiting. They were just waiting for a leader like Ify to make the space and then they come to it. So Ify, thank you. Oh, you're welcome, Raymond. And do you know what? I love Seth Godin. I was listening to his audio book today to get inspiration for today. Um, he's got an audio book called Tribes. Wow, 
I, I absolutely love him. And do you know what I love about Seth Godin as well, which I think is really important, tying back into the ideal customer avatar. He, he says he's got a TED talk, I think, or some kind of YouTube talk where he talks about the purple cow. He says, when you drive along and you see cows in the field, um, you just drive past them and don't notice them. But if there was a purple cow in the field and you drove past it, you'd say, wow, there's a purple cow. That's remarkable. And he kind of, the, the idea of that story is he wants us to think about how can we make sure that we're remarkable? How can we make sure that we um, create people to stop and go, wow, that was remarkable. And I suppose it leads into that book by Ken Blanchett where he talks about um, the, minute, the one minute manager um, and all the how to create raving fans how it's so important. Not only do you build your ideal customer avatar because you want people around you that resonate with you and that like you and believe in you, but you also want to be somebody that actually creates raving fans. You know, for me, every interaction, I'm thinking, how can I make this person a raving fan? How can I add more value to them? How can I give them more than they expect? In fact, in our family, we have on our we have a mission vision for the Thomas family, and one of those things is we always do one percent more than is expected. So we do everything that's expected, and we always give a minimum of one percent more than is expected because that means that if you're always giving more than people expect, that means that you'll leave a good taste in their mouth. You know, in this app, sometimes you people walk into the room and you see their name come up, and you think, oh. Not that anyone's just walked in, but I mean, because you feel like whenever they're, they're in the room, sometimes they might suck the energy out. And I don't know if anyone else has that. But what you want to do is you want to make sure, and I heard this today in another room, a lovely lady called Lucienne, it's her clubhouse birthday, Lucienne Shekir, who's been a real big impact um, in my network um, a lot. She says that she goes into a room and her intention is to leave the room better than when she came in it. And I was like, ooh, that's a good thing to have, right? Isn't it? To make sure that you leave every space better than when you than when you entered, rather than you leave it worse than when you entered. And that comes back down to um, the thing I lean into a lot, you know, are you a radiator or are you a drain? When people think of you, do they think, oh yeah, I'm gonna feel good? Or do they think, oh my gosh, they're gonna suck the life out of me and I'm gonna be totally drained. Um, so that's something that we can we can intentionally do that as well. I see you flashing, Dora Maria. Would you like to come in or you agree? And I'll pass the mic around as well. Anyone want to flash and share and we'll get a little list going on. I see you, Liddy. Awesome. I'm going to come to go to you, Dora, then Liddy, and then Dr. Jamika. Okay, great. Um, let me tell you, I grew up with my mom always telling me, leave people better than you found them. Because... At the end of the day, we don't know what they are going through or what they're thinking or what they're feeling at that moment. So you leave people better than you found them. So when you said that about going into a room and leaving an impact better than when you found in that room, that 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 just went next level for me, right? Like now you're not just impacting that one person. Now you're impacting a whole room full of people. So I, I found that is very impactful. So thank you for sharing. Anna, oh, no, you're welcome. And that was a lady called Lucienne Shekir. She um, is somebody, she just said it about an hour and a half ago. And I, and I felt like that too, Dora. I was like, oh, I want to do that. You know, we've got to do that. And not just in the rooms on Clubhouse. I mean, um, in the rooms that we enter, you know, for... So I drop some my, some mornings I drop my son off at school and I picked my son's school really based on oh I'll tell you this and then we'll move on based on the receptionist. So when I my son before he was eight he'd been to five schools he's now been to six schools and he'll be going to his new school in September which will be his seventh school and he's only ten and that's because I was looking for the right school that could, that looked at him the same way I look at him like he's somebody. And I can see when people are looking at him like he's nobody, it's written all over their faces. So I'm very, um, I, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I'm only going to send him places where people see in him what I see. That's non-negotiable for me. So when I go and view the schools, I go and meet, I don't worry about the head teacher so much. I worry about the receptionist, the people that greet you when you walk in. You know, if, if you're a mum and you're a working mum and you're anything like me, then um, I really am one of those mums who forget like that it's, it's the day that they go in no school uniform. So then I have to run back and change and I'm the one who maybe forgets their drink or forgets that today's a mufti day or a trainer day or, a, you know, I'm the mum who is in the main office quite a lot due to my um, lack of organization, but I'm working on that. Um, but so I need to make sure that the people that I'm engaging with are open and friendly and non-judgmental because otherwise what happened at some other schools is their look of disappointment would wash over me 
for like two hours after I'd left the school run. And I found it not to be helpful for my own mental health, being judged by people who just didn't allow me to be me. So now the school that my son goes to, the receptionist, I go in there and I go in there and I bring big bottles of water, like crates of water when the school run out. I go, I bought them all the loveliest Christmas presents. I bought them like socks and little cups that said, put your feet up for Christmas. And I bought ones that were specific to them and what they like and the conversations we've had. And I, and I did it because I really care about them because they really make my life better and they definitely make my son's life better. So when I go and drop in anything, I walk in and I'm intentionally going, Good morning. Well, I've got Glenn's voice in my head. I'm like, good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you guys? It's Wednesday. And they're like, oh, we always know when Mrs. Thomas comes in because she always brings the energy. I'm like, it's so good to see you all. How are you all feeling? And then when I ask, how are you feeling? I don't move. I wait to hear. And then they go, oh, you want to know? Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not actually okay. I'm like, great. So I think even just when you ask somebody, how are you, that you wait to hear how they are, you know, it's not just a throwaway. How are you got to go? So um, yeah, definitely Dora Marie, thank you so much. And I'd love to say good morning to Liddy and then go to Dr. Jamika. Hi Liddy. Hi Ify, thank you so much for uh, your segment. And it's, it's the topic, it's so important, you know, networking. And um, I want to pause and thank everybody from, um, you know, that room, uh, Breakfast with Champions. You know, uh, I listen more than I talk but being among um, people that are ahead of you, that know the game, it's, it's changing. You know, you cannot uh, want to change and stay within the same uh, community or around the same people because you will not know what is available. You will not know how to think. You will not know where to go and, and where to talk to. And that's why, you know, it's, it's so important. You know, you know uh, I'm working with you. And, and for me, when I compare with what I do with the children and their parents, I can see that it's so important to be around, uh, you know, the people that will help you to change your mindset. Because if you do the same thing and expect another outcome, it's insanity. But if you want to change, you need to be around the people who will bring that value, who will bring the thing that you even don't know so you can step into it and move forward and that's why it's so important to have that network that will change your life and the life of people around you so wonderful i i really love it and thank you again to all the champions that's it it's leading Oh, Liddy, thank you so much for sharing. And you're absolutely right. You know, when you speak, I think, yeah, you, you have to surround yourself with people who are going to move you forward or at least are thinking on the same kind of vibration. And I know people say, get around people that don't think like you. Yeah, that's for another thing. That's about growth and expansion and not being closed minded. But if you like you said, we've, we've heard the quote, and I don't even want to say it out of my mouth, because it's been said so many times, but we're going to say it. Um, but Jim Rohn, you know, you become the average of the people you spend your time with, you're the sum average of the five people you spend your time with, birds of a feather flock together. Les Brown says that if you hang around with people who moan and complain all day, then you will eventually moan and complain. You know, there, there's so many people that say this. And it's absolutely true. So um, it's important that if we do want to grow our network so that we can transform, we at least need to be in a in a surrounding of people that are on the same vibration, you know, vibing with us. You know, the idea of good vibes and bad vibes. Well, that, that comes from like vibrational frequency. If you're on a vibration and your vibration is a certain frequency, then, and you attract other people that are on that same vibration and you attract them into your lives. And you might not be able to see clearly what it is that's attracted you to them. But if you go out with that idea is I'm looking for people who make me feel like this and people who believe this, then that's the first place to start. And like you said, Liddy, you can't grow if you keep doing what you've always done. You just keep getting what you've always got, won't you? So um, thank you so much, Liddy. And I love your profile picture. That I just see you smiling back at me. It's such a great picture. Thank you so much. And I'd love to say hello to, um, um, oh, the sage has kind of changed a bit. Dr. Jamika, there you are. I can see you're moving around. Over to you, good morning. Hi, good morning, Ify. Thank you so much for your talk this morning. And I, can you hear me okay? We can. We can so hear I don't, you. Okay, good, good, good. Yes, I can hear you. I love what you're talking about. Sorry, you I got stuck in the back channel. 
<laughs> That's all right. I, I love what you talked about, about niching down to a specific, a specific group of people that you're talking to. And I definitely have done that, you know, niching down very similar to what you uh, are doing with confidence and mindset with black and brown women. And I find that being with what I do, um, diversity and inclusion, consulting and things like that on the outside of, of what I do as far as medicine, that people tend to get very uncomfortable with what I'm doing with a specific group of people. And it pulls me to other groups of people. And I'd like to know, how do you, how do you deal with that? And how do you continue to stay on the path of just staying in that niche? Or is that something that you feel is pulling you to grow your niche a little bit more or a little bit broader? Does that make sense what I'm asking? Yeah, no, it does, Dr. Jamika. And it's such a great question to ask, because there is that fear that you are so niche that you're the only ones in the group. But I, I believe, and this is, and, and other people can chime in, that I I remember when I didn't niche down and how it affected the development and um, projection of my book. So I've been there back in 2015. I was like, I am going to write this book called Powerlift Your Career. And it's specifically for black men who are 42 years old, who go to the gym, who love to work out their bodies. They are very, very resilient when it comes to fitness. They're in jobs that they don't particularly like. They're working their way up. They're in middle management maybe. And their mindset is all about safety and security because they've grown up in um, with a family because they're, they're, their parents have really instilled that be safe be safe, be safe, um, and we know why, because of generational trauma and all of the rest of it. So I, I was thinking, these people already have the mindset. They wake up at 5 a.m., roll out of bed and do their sit-ups. They go to the gym, they eat healthy, they've got the right mindset. If I can transfer that into their business life and their personal life, they will be successful because they've already got the mindset, kind of why the business is called Mind Workout. I told some people and said, this is what I'm gonna do. My, I'm gonna put a black man on the front of the cover. Um, I'm gonna really niche down, I'm talking to them. I even say at the back, welcome to the My Workout Gym. You know, you, you know that you're strong and fit and healthy, but how do we change your mind? Like completely niche down. Um, and everyone around me said, black, black men won't buy your book. Black men aren't into personal development. Black, like, and I just was like, even some of my friends, black females who've got black brothers say, my brother wouldn't read that. My brother wouldn't read, and anyway, I was really swayed and ended up changing the front cover, making it very universal and um, really like watering down my message. Um, and when um, everything happened with Black Lives Matter, I thought if I'd have just kept going, I would already be known in this space as somebody who is a massive cheerleader for black men. And I would probably be able to impact way more lives. But I didn't because I listened to other people. So from my own experience, if you know exactly who you want to help and you want to make sure that they know and they want it to be loud and clear like a foghorn, this is for you. This is for you. If that's what you have, Dr. Jamika, my, from my own experience of not listening to that, I'd say go for it. I'd niche down deeply. And I'm sure other people in here would say, oh, no, don't. I think do the thing, help the people that matter the most to you. And one thing I say to my clients a lot of the time is, when we come into this world, we come into this world with a birth certificate. We we all get a birth certificate, but we don't get a death certificate. Nobody tells us the day that we're going. We have no idea when we are leaving. So if, if you don't know when you're going, let's say for example, you weren't here in six months, or God forbid, none of us, but what do you want to leave as your legacy? What Who do you need to help? Who is not being served that can be served better by you? And I always lean into that. Because in that way, I'd, I'd go for it. That's my advice um, and my opinion. But other people might have a, may be able to give you something else as well that probably will help you. But I would say niche, 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 right down. <laughs> no, yes, that was very helpful, especially the part about watering down my message. So I thank you so much for that. You are welcome. I hear of, I hear someone opening their mic. I know Tashi would love to jump in and Dakota. Oh, Dakota, is that you? Can I, can I go to Dakota first? Happy Clubhouse birthday. Hello. <laughs> Happy Clubhouse birthday. For anyone who doesn't know, the red balloon, it signifies 
that Dakota has been on Clubhouse for one year today. Can we on mic and say happy Clubhouse birthday? Happy Clubhouse Thank you so much. I know I was wondering when it was going to come. I feel like I've been on this forever. I'm like, did I miss my little Clubhouse birthday? But I guess it was today, which was a fantastic day a year ago but um no i i love this and i, I agree with everything you're saying you're talking about the niche and i love that uh, even dora marie you know you leave the room you know better leave everybody there but i think it also huge a huge thing that it goes back to is the uh the whole people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care and i feel like i mean i can go on these appointments and have just as much knowledge as somebody else but like you're right you ask the questions, you ask about Billy, you ask about, you know, the, the, the dog, the family, what's going on. And, and, and I'm more become more of part of, of their family and their friendship and their circle and people work with people that they know, like, and trust. So I think, again, that huge thing, they don't know how much you know until they know how much you care. Get into their, their circle work once, make their network grow and then, you know, make your deposits and then the business will be there. So hopefully that makes sense. But I, I learned a lot of that from here too. So thanks again for my birthday wishes. You were absolutely welcome. I love that. People don't care how much you... Can you say that again, that line? I think that was brilliant. Absolutely. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Ooh, isn't that lovely? I love that. Thank you so much. And while we've got you on the stage, can I just you take this opportunity to say happy Clubhouse birthday to all of the red balloons in, in here? So I we've seen Dakota, but then there's Bonnie... And then I saw some other people in the audience who had Clubhouse birthdays. Where have they? Oh, there was someone called Lafern, I think. I don't know if you're still there. Oh, yeah, Lafern. Happy Clubhouse birthday. Happy Clubhouse birthday, Bonnie. You know, come on the stage and um, let us say happy birthday to you. And um, while you're coming up, if you just put your hand up, make sure you've got something in your bio, come up and um, we'll say happy birthday to you because it's a big deal. You know, we're talking about networking. Coming onto this app, we're, we're meeting people that we never would have had ever, ever had the opportunity to me and with that said in the red dress the gorgeous tash i never would have met you tash unless we were on this app but we actually live about 15 minutes away from each other how incredible is that um over to you tash good morning good morning and then my tablet decides to lock itself good morning Izzy. oh thank you that is so true we would not never have met um each other and um, not just on the on this app, actually. I think I did say in this room that you are the only one on Clubhouse I've actually met in person uh, so far. So yeah, hopefully more to come, but you're the only, and I'm so proud to say that, you know, it's just been an amazing journey. And I just wanted to to highlight um, a couple of things that you, you've you mentioned about, um, first of all, is the book. First of all, you mentioned the book. I'm like, oh, I need to talk about the book. It's... Um, uh, yeah, you're transforming your network and life. Honestly, if you have transformed my life, I will say it here today, I think for the first time I'm mentioning this and I'm so proud to be working with you. We had our call uh, this week. Yes, we had our call this week. And uh, one of the things that I said to you was uh, when we first had our call last year was uh, writing down the goals, 10 goals that I would like to achieve in the 10 next 12 months and I've already ticked one of the, the goals that I listed out of the 10 and it's been because of your help and it's been because of that book. She mentioned the book uh, slightly but I'll highlight the fact that the power lift your career. Guys, you've got to go and check it out. It's on Audible. I I, I use the audio version. Check it out on um, on Amazon and get it for yourself and it's only four hours and four minutes so just over four hours and it will change your life and it's a practical step by step so i've written those ones down and then i went through um the health check and measuring you know things that you have to answer correctly you know an example is how open-minded are you to change that sort of thing from a from from um a scale of one to five that sort of thing so it's just amazing that i went uh, i've got a book that somebody can actually i'm working with somebody who has authored the book and is helping me through the journey uh and in my whole coaching i've never had this before in my life and honestly if i just love you to beat i i think if i go on no no probably end up being an emotional and i just wanted to also um um talk about how the um, i did say last time as well but i'll say for those who are parents you've got to look at uh the uh the confidence star the 
Confidence Star has changed my son's life as well. He reads it every day. In fact, yesterday, uh, with with your suggestion, when I reread it together, read it together. I am somebody. I am good enough. I can do anything. And I like myself. He adds that. And I like myself. He's so getting so confident. He's looking at himself in the mirror. And we are both doing it together. And it's just so exciting. So I want to say thank you so much. And um, <clears throat> to finish also, apart from the Confidence Star, I like the fact that when we had our talk this week, is you mentioned positive talk. One of the things that I do a lot is, uh, it, it, it's you know, I've been wondering whether I'm becoming a, a little bit boring. You know, when you people mention, people around you say negative things and you turn around and say, mm, how about we say this? You know, I've ended up being a little bit over OTT because I just... I, I don't want you saying, oh, I can't do this, son. You can do it. You just need my help or you want someone's help just so you can do it. So one of the things you mentioned is the whole issue of uh, here in Britain, banter. We call it banter, you know, a bit of banter and sarcasm. I never quite understood how you can give someone slide remarks. You can tell them how horrible they are in some, something, but, but by hiding behind banter <laughs> and sarcasm. And I just didn't get it. But when you told me during our call this week, it just gave me that snap. My goodness me. Yeah, that is all negative talk, to be honest. We are so en engrossed in it. I, I got into it at one point when I came to, to the UK and I was it was exciting. But it just felt so wrong. So thank you so much. That The fact that it's you have to instill positive talk. Everything that you do in your household. Even if, say, an example I gave, if a child, one child, an older child says to another child, I don't like you. Yes, it's just, you know, jokes, but don't let that lie. You need to ensure that their, their, um, what was the word I used, Ify? Their, 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 it's absorbing, not their conscious, their subconscious mind is actually absorbing it. And Les Brown says, you, when you tell somebody one negative thing, you need more than 10 positive things just to neutralize that negativity so thank you Ify, for coming into my life i really love you girl i appreciate you and i can't wait for our next meeting you're amazing thank you oh tash thank you so much i i, I literally everything you said I, i'm just thank you so much you're absolutely right and i think that just to lean into before i hand over i would um candice will help me with who i'm handing over to thank tasha you know this is what i love about growing your network i never would have met you if i wasn't if, look we're in a, a room which is a breakfast with champions like the millionaires um club and we are literally um we are like maybe about 16 minutes away from each other, but we never would have even met if we weren't in this room. And you say, you're British. And I say, oh, so am I, where do you live? And we're like, what? Um, and that's just awesome. And the same thing with Marvin. You can see my partner, Marvin, literally he's 10 minutes down the road. So I think when you put out there this vibe, like if you, if you didn't like me, you never would have even asked where I was from, would you? So I think it's about being really true to who you are and showing up in every room as you. Even if you're in a room where you feel like you're not allowed to be you, they're the times when I lean in and dig in a bit more. So um, I hear a hot mic. Um, so thank you so much, Tasha. And absolutely with the whole banter thing, I'll just say that before I go, because maybe that's, I, I only surround myself with people who treat me kind. And if, and I think the banter is a very British thing. If you're here listening and you're thinking, what are they talking about? Banter is like when you make a joke about somebody, but you say that you're not really joking, but you actually are, and what you say actually does hurt. That's banter. It's kind of, ah, oh, look at you, chubby chubs, and like it's a joke, but actually it hurts. So I'm uh, in my family, there's no banter tolerance. And when any nieces, nephews, cousins, they actually know at the door, leave your banter at the door because don't bring banter into this house because it can really cut people down. It, and you're doing it while smiling at them. It's very weird. Anyway, with that said, we are nearly hitting the hour. We are nearly at six, is it 6 a.m. here in the UK, in a, in the States? And someone in America, what time is it? It's now uh, 5.59. 5.59, okay, it's 5.59. Thank you so much, I appreciate you. And I'd love to leave my last minute for my man, Marvin. Um, he has massively transformed my network and my life and I literally speak to him every day. And um, I'd love to give my flowers to you, Mr. Marvin Reed. And I can't wait to listen to you on Rise and Grind. Um, it, it does bring me joy getting to watch you. Um, I, would you like to leave some last words of this segment around your network if we, if we have time? Over to you. 
<laughs> no, no. Look, I, I was just flashing to say thank you very much. I appreciate you, uh, and, and it's uh, amazing uh, having you in my network. And uh, if I was to say anything else um, before we pass over to the next person, because I'm conscious of the time, it's just that um, attracting. Think of it in the same way as you would think of your business. You know, when you are contacting those clients and trying to get referrals from the great clients that you have. Um, the great clients that you have, no other great people who could potentially be your clients. It's exactly the same with your network. You know, if you have, if you attract incredible people into your circle or your green room, as, as Tim Story would say, then you're going to attract other great people into your circle. Um, you know, the, the, I mentioned that uh, yesterday, I think in this room, I've been on the app now for a year. And, um, you know, so many of the people I call my clubhouse friends, um, when I turned up in Breakfast with Champions, a lot of them were here already. So I think, you know, just concentrate on making sure that the people you have in your network are incredible individuals and, and you will attract more of them. Uh, and I'll pass the mic back to you, Ify. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm with you. And I just want to, before I hand the mic over, is just to say, I see all the balloons. Happy Clubhouse birthday, Bonnie, Daniel and, and Le Fen, and anyone who couldn't come up, um, happy birthday to all the balloons. Uh, Stefan, you're a balloon. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.